Blog Talk Radio. Celebrating their 20th year in radio broadcasting. With views not heard in the news, the International Taz and Paula Show interviews experts from all walks of life, bridging research and personalized journeys. Revealing new ways to unleash life with a passion of a heartbeat. And now, here's Taz and Paula. Have you noticed we've been thrown into the last month of the year with a fever? Good afternoon. Again, we are sharing another awesome guest with you today. This incredible goddess started from the early age of 12 to begin her spiritual journey. Can you imagine? (laughs) Wait until we get into the juicy parts. Dr. Evige, who holds a doctorate in metaphysical science, is a light body mentor, a light code activator, metaphysical practitioner, author, and speaker. For more than eight years, She has worked with her energetic team from the other side to elevate her skills so she could excel at pinpointing blocked energy flows and more, and therefore um, being able to coach individuals to achieve their life dreams. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. That's a sizzle. <laughs> a sizzle and a half yet. <laughs> People really do want to achieve their life dreams and to have mentors support their journey for ascension, returning them to their original divine blueprint. That's quite a calling. Yeah. Dr. Edwidge's book, You're Not Crazy, Your Awakening, is a trailblazer to discovering your soul's purpose, joy, and abundant life. It chronicles her own awakening process and provides guidance for others who want the fast track to higher consciousness without fearing the rapid changes one can experience. Well, I'm going to take take a deep breath on that. (laughs) We we have a lot to cover over this next hour with you, and we're so fortunate to have you with us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. What a joy to be here in goddess power, right? Feel it. Right. Yeah. Uh, can you can you share with us um, how this wonderful journey that you're on and sharing with others, how it all started? Wow. You know, and you said it began for me when I was 12. So think about this. Even younger, my parents built a home down in South Jersey on five acres in the middle of the woods, and I was about seven when we moved into that home. So a brand new home, right? And yet, I would see ghosts all the time. Um, My parents left the hallway light on um, because, you know, as kids get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So it was nothing to wake up, look into the hallway, see a lady or some sort of ghost standing there, walk around her and go to the bathroom. Or um, at my bed head, it was a picture of flowers. And I remember this one particular occasion, I was probably eight or so years old, as I was getting up, a voice said, look at the picture. And I'm like, okay. So I get up, I look at the picture, and it's a man. (laughs) It's a portrait. And I described him to my mom the following day. And she says, oh, my, that's your great-grandfather, William, come in to say hello, you know. And so that's what I was used to as a child, being able to see into that other realm, which is so very near to us, um, if 
you know, someone would misplace something in the home, everyone would come to me and say, okay, we know you'll be able to find it. And I mean, I would just be able to track it and knew exactly where it was. And then I was about 12 years old when all of a sudden this energy now was very present in my room on purpose, not just a spirit, you know, somewhere in the house, you getting up to go to the bathroom and that kind of thing, but it was standing at the foot of my bed and woke me. And when I opened my eyes, there was this tall, benevolent, beautiful being, male energy standing there with all of this love for me. And up out of my bed, I went I could see myself sleeping, and I was just very aware that I'm hovering above me. Out my bedroom window I went, flying into the cosmos. We landed on a bridge, and then we dove into the depths of the ocean. And he visited with me for six years, showing me, right, why I'm here, my purpose as, you know, being that bridge, being that person who will be able to bridge what it's like to be in the physical and yet very much going into the energetics of who we are and making that transition right in front of everybody, right? And so that's what I was being shown. So what an amazing journey it has been leading up to, well, so much to share with you, but that's where it all started. Dr. did you actually... um, did he describe to you at times the, the way that you would transition different areas or or how was that given to you? You know, and that's a wonderful question. I think in all the interviews, that's probably the first person who's ever thought to ask that question. So we communicated telepathically and there was just a knowing that came. And so as I am literally out in the cosmos looking at the nebula, looking at the stars, the information was just moving in. It was like a remembering you're from here, remembering that you're a part of the cosmos. And so there was just this knowing that came with it, you know. Um, and then landing on this bridge, very interesting. It was a big red bridge. <laughs> How funny is that? Um, and landing on this bridge, I just knew that I was here to, to bridge to two. Um, and then when I dove into the ocean, it was swimming with the dolphins and the whales. And, of course, they hold the wisdom, right? They hold the consciousness for humanity. So it was exchanging that consciousness with them. Um, it was just so very organic, and nothing had to be, okay, this is what this is and this is what that is. It was all just very organic, and I was so open and receptive that it just moved in with ease and a knowing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Did you journal this? Did you journal this when you were 12? I know. No, absolutely not. Mm -mm. I was just so, so, um, you know, I've been blessed with being able to remember everything. It's, It's so very interesting. Even now, as I'm moving higher and higher into these levels of consciousness, the stuff that comes, all the important things, it's like, I know, and all the things that I don't need to waste time with, I just don't know. It's it's very interesting. But it was so vivid, um, and it lasted and happened so many times that it's etched in my memory. I mean, to the T of what he looks like. You know, if someone, an artist were to sketch him, I could describe him to that artist perfectly. It's just that vivid in my memory banks. Well, you were uh, you really chose the perfect family to be born in. Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. You know, and again, it's so very interesting. I remember this one time being taken to the Bardo realm, the realm in between lifetimes, and there I was sitting, writing in the pages of my Akasha record with two of my guides. And when I was finished writing, we got up, we walked over to the edge of this realm, and I looked down, and there was my mom in the hospital bed about to give birth to me. And into the womb I went, and these two particular guides came right along with me. And we're like, okay, and that was it. That's all they showed me. And so, yes, very supported in this lifetime, knowing that this was the work that I'm here to do. I didn't have the burden of life lessons and karma. I came in with support. My mom, you know, I went to Catholic schools, and she said, you are there for the education, not the religion. And so we would sit outside during the summer months, look up at the stars and discuss. We're from the stars. We knew it. Um, my mom would meditate and ripple bowls of water um, when I was a little girl. So, you know, we were always in the awareness that there was more. And even when the visits began and I would tell her, she'd said, they're here to teach you, go. Perfect. How many mothers yeah. would say that? So you know why though? Because there's so much fear, and I tell you, the programming right now is just crazy, isn't it? With all of these movies about the bad ETs and the bad this and the that, that's just programming to scare you. There isn't, you know. And certainly, yes, there's good and bad, right? Um, and we have to understand that, and we have to know how to protect ourselves, and we have to know how to verify what's coming in, and and all of that. But also, we have to know just how divine we are, and that. This is who we are. We are these spiritual divine beings here having a physical experience, and we really need to tap more into that. And so we need to really start to teach our children who are coming in so gifted that they are special and that this is who they are, divine. Yeah. Now, you talk Absolutely. about flying. You, you talk about flying. Um, I have a lot of flying dreams, so is that actually, I'm actually flying out there because I, you know, I think of it as dreaming, but it might be more than that. Well, you're astro projecting, right? You're astro traveling, and so yes, you are traveling. And now imagine you're able to do it consciously, where you're very much aware that you're outside your body. You know, that's how it started for me, and then as an adult, boy, did it just completely change you know everything comes in cycles and 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 so we'll have an experience and that's where we are consciously and that might last for weeks months years as it goes up that wave because think of it like waves right everything is frequency and then it may have its plateau and then it may decline and then you might be in a holding space waiting for the next part of the process to happen and so it comes in waves and um yeah, very interesting how that happens. But it's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in your book, I thought you had such an interesting life uh, because you went into doing normal things. Well, it was not normal, but it was like you were in Las Vegas working and singing, and and it just I thought it was um, very unusual that you went into that part of your life how can I question it? Well, you know what um, happened? So when my dad, I was 18 when my dad transitioned. And so all of the beautiful, sheltered, nurturing life 
that was so needed as that child, that was there. The foundation was there. But when my dad transitioned, I actually went to work. I became a blackjack dealer in Atlantic City. My mom had never worked. She was a stay-at-home mom. She took care of us kids, right? My older brothers had already gone. They're in the military. So it, my sisters and myself, I was the oldest of the three girls here with my mom. And high school was done. I became a blackjack dealer, and I started to work to, to help support the family until my mom could figure out what she could do outside in the work industry. And so, yeah, life happens. That's what happens. And it wasn't on t- and, you know, then I moved to Las Vegas in 1989. And for me, ever since I was five years old, all I ever dreamt about was being a singer. I mean, that was like it. I just wanted to sing, right? I remember this sign I saw in church that said, those who sing pray twice. And that stuck with me. I was nine years old when I read that. And that, to me, was the bomb, right? Those who (laughs) sing pray twice. And so there was never a question, I'm going to sing, because I know I pray twice. And so... And so I became a singer, and here in Las Vegas, I was in all sorts of wonderful shows back then. Um, Yeah, beautiful shows, doing Motown and getting to perform at a Super Bowl, the 1998 Super Bowl, and singing at Madison Square Garden in New York. I mean, amazing, amazing opportunities. And quite honestly, you know, now more in the physical world, always knowing that there was something more, always knowing the spiritual, that never disconnected. However, the experiences stopped because I was so ingrained now in the physicality of this path. And so in 2004, as I'm actually en route to a photo shoot, I am rear-ended at over 100 miles an hour. I go into the light, and what's interesting for me in my experience of being in the light, my life did not flash before me. I just went into this beautiful, hovering, peaceful place, and they said, you are here to bring them into the light. Ah, (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. Um, And that's when the memories of that childhood, those experiences came right back to me. I'm like, gotcha, that's what you were talking about. Now I get it, right? And so from that moment, um, boy, did things start to happen. Every day was so funny. At that point, I was saying to my husband, there's something I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what it is, but there's something I'm supposed to be doing. They told me there's something I'm going to be doing. And he said, don't worry, relax. It's going to come to you. And then it started. One morning, as I lay there in bed, the still point of bright white light came into my room and it woke me up and I could see it with my eyes open. I could see it with my eyes closed. It stopped right in front of my face. It turned to pictures. Like if you remember those old-fashioned ladies will remember it. Remember the Viewmaster, that old-fashioned toy <laughs> that you would put a slide in, like a 3D uh, a slide, and, and you it would show pictures, like in 3D? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, that's what the pictures look like. Well, and, and I have a story about that because that's what 5D looks like, actually. And so that's what happened. And then about 10 days later, this ultraviolet still point of light came into my room, blindingly bright. It stopped in front of my face. But this time, this one turned to the pineal gland. And it had all of these electrical currents all around it. And it started to grow in intensity. And all I could think was, oh, my gosh, this is going to hurt because it's going to explode in my face. I mean, that's how you could feel the current of it. And it did just that. It grew, and then it ignited 
and there was a spark in my eyes. I shut them really quick because the burn was intense and everything opened. From there, I was visited by a being who said, we are ready to teach you meditate. From there, they started embracing me in the middle of the night. I'd wake up being hugged, open my eyes to see an orb leaving the room. Whew, some amazing experiences. Yeah. Wow, you were going fast. Like a rocket. Fast. Because this is the time. So there again, why I had to come in kind of already awake, right? And going through this process so that I would have that, oh, I remember now what you told me as a child. Okay, I'm ready. And so literally I remember this one time I was touched on my right wrist and I just said yes. And before I knew it I was standing in front of the Council of Twelve, right? Getting my working orders, as it were. And then from that, everything started showing up. And these six-dimensional beings that would work with me were showing up. And the first guide showed up, and he would ring a bell in the wee hours of the morning, and I knew to go to my safe place. And as they taught me how to get there, and they would show me a scene. And like watching a movie screen, And when it was done, the screen would go blank. I would be back in with that teacher discussing what that was about. And he lasted, that visit, or those visits from him lasted about a year and a year and a half. And, I mean, there's so much to share because some of these experiences have been so amazing. And earlier I alluded to how everything comes in these cycles and these waves. And so in the beginning, that's how I would leave my body and I would just come back into that safe place. And then I would leave out through like a gate, a stargate, you know, the movie Stargate. Mm-hmm. They're real. And I would actually leave through one and then come back through a wormhole. Um, so all sorts of different ways of being able to leave my body and come back to the point where um, most recent had, was in a blink of an eye. So in a blink of an eye, I would find myself off planet. And in a blink of an eye, I would be back in my room you know, discombobulated. I'm like, okay, where am I now? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that's right. I'm, I'm in my room. Okay, gotcha. So it's been quite the experience. But all of this and those, again, those six-dimensional beings first started coming in one by one in these beautiful orbs and they'd surround me. And then they forgot about the orbs. They just came in and, as energy. And I remember this one particular night where all six of them came in. They surrounded me and they plugged this thing into me and I jumped because it was so electrical. And every hour on the hour, they came in all night long. And so they were preparing me, um, getting me ready. I would hear an outside voice saying, no more meat, and I became a vegetarian that day. I, um, Yeah, I mean, the guidance was like taking a baby and just step-by-step step showing me everything from past lives to, you know, you name it. Um, they were moving me through those processes literally by the hand, Dr. sitting on the bed. Yes. Um, when there was an interview that you did on the Moore show, and I literally saw spheres going around the room you were in. Yes, Has anyone told you that? Oh, my goodness. So Yeah, there were know, three or four of the spheres. Mm-hmm. I know. You know, 
I am so humbled. I'm in this space all the time. So I'm very used to it, you know. Um, I'll see these tiny little golden orbs, and they're just flying around my room all the time, all around me. I'll feel when they want to do something. I'm like, okay, fine, go ahead. And we begin the process. Like right now, I'm expanding, right? I'm holding this energy for everybody. Whoa, and we're actually clearing. Whoa, I can feel it as it's moving through me. And so I was actually on an interview, and I don't remember the name of the show, um, but it was this past summer. Uh, yeah, I would have to look up the name of the show, but I'm sure they're not playing that anymore, the replay. Well, while I was speaking to her, I bilocated and came to her, and she stopped dead in her tracks. And she, the show's in Tennessee, and I'm here in Vegas, right? And she stopped, and she said, okay, Dr. Advige. I'm like, yes. She says, okay, I've done thousands of these. And I'm like, yes, what are you getting to? She said, I don't even know how to say this, but you're standing here in my office in Tennessee. Are you aware that you're here with me? I hear you through the headset, but I'm looking at you. You have materialized here in my office. Um, When you've done the work to raise your vibration, this is all very real, and those higher chakras are all open, you bilocate. You can move through time and space, and yes, I have these beings with me all the time, and yes, when you're ready to see, you will see them, and yes, I have actually, people have dreamt me, and I've come to them, and I work on them, and whoa, it's, it's quite a bit, isn't it? It's beautiful. When did you first when, when did you first start working with people? Well, <laughs> you know, all of this is so so very organic. Again, so when my all of the visits led up to September 2012 and as I lay there pulsing and vibrating all night, like I do every night, watching the colors, all of a sudden way up yonder was this bright still point of white light. So this was different because it was up and it wasn't out coming in like a point of light. It was up above, coming in from the heavens. And so I lay there because I really couldn't even move. The energy was so strong and it grew closer and closer. And as it got closer, I saw that it was the form of a body and it was my light body descending into me. And it really, wow, boy, was that electrical in nature as it started to integrate and move into me. And then from that, they said, now you are ready. And so the templates that I hold or held turned on. And I, at that time, was teaching. I was, you know, I was doing workshops and speaking and so forth. And so I was at an event at one of the spiritual centers here in town. And there were about 10 people in that particular class. And a voice said, you are to lay hands on them. And I said, oh, heck no. So I continued to talk, right? And a voice said it again, you are to lay hands on them. And I'm like, I don't think so. You know, we still question ourselves, don't we, regardless of all that we've experienced. And so finally I said to this group, okay, I'm being guided that I'm supposed to lay hands on you. I don't know what that looks like, but if you're willing, I'm willing. So no one left. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I just got up, right, and I stood behind each person. I put my hands above their heads. I didn't touch anybody. I just put my hands about, I don't know, five, six inches above their head, and this energy turned on (laughs) and started flowing in and out my hands into them. And each person had a unique experience to what they needed in that moment. I'll never forget, one, her power animal, which was an eagle, came in and plucked something off her crown. The next one, 
this blue energy came in, went down all around their body, up to, you know, down to their feet and back up that person, another one, my heart all of a sudden started to shake. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is a heart wall. I mean, I just knew, right? And so I just held my hands above until the shaking stopped, and it was like I could see, like, glass shattering, and it shattered their heart wall. And so afterwards I said, so you had, you know, emotional issues and you had shut down your heart. And she's like, oh, my goodness, yes, I felt when it opened. Um, So that was the first time. So, you know, the visits are continuing. And then when I found out that I could actually heal, and I don't want to say, so let me backtrack. A couple of years ago, I was at a one of those sort of like those conference where you set up tables and you're a vendor. And again, this was the very first time doing that particular thing. It was like 2013 maybe. And my husband was my assistant And I didn't know what to expect, so my table, my little booth is right out front where you first walk in. Didn't have a clue, right? And so this couple, they approach me and uh, shake her hand, and I shake her husband's hand. He's all bent over in pain. And I took my left hand and I put it over his shoulder just to comfort him. And she stopped and looked at me and, and turned around, and I'm like, yes? She said, I'm a psychic. I'm like, okay, whatever. And she said, I'm the only one who's ever worked on my husband, but when you touched him, blue energy came off your right hand, and when you put your left hand on his shoulder, silver energy moved from you into him. Would you please work on my husband? Okay. So, you know, I call in God, right? Um, Father, Mother, God, I call in God, source. And so, again, all I knew was to put my hands above his head, so I did that. Whoa. All of a sudden, this energy was coming in so forceful, my body started to contort, and my mouth started to make these noises, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And so I just went with it, and my whole body is moving, my eyes rolling back. I'm like, what the heck? And when it was done, I was done. I you know, brought my hands back down. The man got up. He probably had corrected his posture 80%. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, and then Dad, at that point there was a line of people waiting. <laughs> Doctor Avish, Doctor is that what you call a light code activator? No, that's just that part was me being able to clear your blocks, clear the stuff that's holding you back. And so now the process, right, because everything is in these waves. So going through all of those stages now, and now I connect over the phone, over Skype, whatever, it doesn't even matter. That's how much this evolution has taken place. So the light code activator, when the templates and everything turned on within me, and I'm able to do this work, we have to understand that we're like an onion. I know everyone's heard this before but we peel away those layers. So doing this work, I'm able to peel those layers, whether it be a past life of a traumatic experience or a past life of whatever is causing dis-ease, discomfort within you. We have to peel away all of those programs. And so I work on mentoring people to get them off autopilot so that they can consciously begin to choose better feeling thoughts that will lead to better emotions, that will lead to a better outcome. And so I do the work to clear those layers. And as we clear and get you back into the flow, right, and you can sustain those higher vibrations, those higher frequencies, now you become a match to your light body, and that's when we can start to turn on codes. And then before you know it, your light body will actually move into you. I've had it happen. 
um, where they're light body, they've done enough work to clear, to calibrate, to hold those higher frequencies. And so that's what I do. I facilitate the clearing, the calibrations, the activations so that your light body can move into you. And what's the importance of that? That is that multidimensional vehicle that needs to be housed within you so that you have your ascension, which is your I am presence moving back into you. That is ascension. And then then the people that you help, you activate, they, if they wish, can become healers themselves. Well, true? whatever their gifts are. Well, no, not even yeah. a, a healer, but whatever their spiritual gifts. So as you do this process, and you know it's so very interesting because then everyone, they always say, I, you know, I want to be of service. I want my gifts. I want this. Your sole purpose is to awaken. Your soul wants you to awaken. So that's your purpose. Everyone listening, right, your soul wants you to awaken. And that's a part of turning on the DNA and clearing the lack, the fear, the guilt, the shame, the pain. When you begin to clear those things, and that's the first stage of this, the transmutation, the letting go of all of these dysfunctionalities of these programs. And as you let go of all of these dysfunctionalities and programs, you begin to remember, oh, I am a spiritual being just here to have a physical experience. And now I start to become the detached observer, right? And now as I move into the second phase, transformation, I'm beginning to hold these higher energies because I have less things to transmute. So now I'm able to hold and sustain higher energies. Now as I'm able to hold higher energies, I'm more in the flow and my soul now can communicate with me a lot easier. And in that space, your gifts are beginning to turn on. And then as you are clear enough holding these higher frequencies and your light body moves in, transfiguration, the third part now your soul can go to work so your gifts aren't going to completely be revealed to you until you go through this process but in the meantime you do what brings you joy because that in and of itself is helping to raise your vibration raise your frequency so does that make sense oh yes (laughs) very clear yes (laughs) yeah and that's what this is about you know for me because I've gone through these processes with my eyes open, um, I'm able to give you really clear, distinct steps as to what it looks like because, you know, that's why I'm here. And that's really what that means, right, being that gap, that bridge, so that I can tell you this is what it's like in the physical because I'm in the physical, and this is how I crossed over to get to now being able to bilocate. You see orbs and things flying around me all the time. This is how it happened. Now, uh, in your book, you you stated that when you clear your own DNA, you're actually clearing generations behind you and in front of you. Oh, Oh, this is so beautiful. Oh, my. So in one of those many experiences, (laughs) right, um, in the wee hours of the morning, I found myself chanting. And that was the very first experience in this lifetime of me chanting. And I thought, well, this is really cool. I don't know I knew how to do that. And then I was moved into this place where literally I was bleeding. So my eyes, my ears, and I was bleeding out. And in a moment, in an instant, I knew the sins of our fathers. And so that it was the blood and it was being purified. And then In the next moment, I was way out in the cosmos, and I'm now hovering, looking at the nebula, and there is Metatron. And I'm like, whoa, and he was giant. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And he said, I am the gatekeeper. You hold the key. Mm. Wow, 
is all I can say to that. And all of a sudden, there was this tube from my crown all the way up to the cosmos. And that's when all of these new things came into me, programs and so forth. And so after that, I was visited by my grandmother, who was 89 when she transitioned. And she came to me, of course, 33, 35, all dressed in a beautiful green dress, hair all done, very just as beautiful as she ever was. And she said, you will know me again soon. And then I was visited by my grandfather, who was about 104 when he transitioned. And he came again about 35. This time he could see and he walked in and he goes and looks at himself in the mirror, I guess astonished at how handsome and youthful he was, right? And then he comes back and he hugs me and he's like, oh, thank you. And then my father, who was 56 when he transitioned and again, I was 18, he came to me. And so, yes, as we do the work to clear the DNA, it's what the Bible speaks to, the sins of the fathers, right? And so we're clearing it for them. They acknowledge that I'm here clearing it for them. They actually came in to acknowledge that. And so we clear it for the past, we clear it for now, and we clear it for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's how important clearing is. It is. And think about it. You may be the only person in your family right now getting it, and that's okay because you've been the one chosen you agree to to get it so you don't have to worry about fixing them all you have to do is do the work for yourself to clear and then just send them love send them light and as you raise your vibration trust me it will help everyone in your family to clear and to raise their vibration it's just the process so you don't have to counsel them and and it's not your job to tell them what they're doing wrong that's judgment and anytime you go into that judgment then you are just unfortunately going back two steps so it's about being in love and acceptance for everything and everyone. No one is broken. Yeah. And all lead home. Keep a positive attitude. <laughs> That's really important. Best you can. Yep, as best you can. Indeed. You've published a, your new book, You Are Not Crazy, You Are Awakening, Journey to Discovering Your Soul, Purpose, Joy, and Abundant Life. What is it about, and where did you get the inspiration to write it? Oh, that's so funny. So, you know, I was a singer, not a writer, let me tell you, right? (laughs) So that was never on my radar. And so early on when this process, you know, in 04, 05, back in there, when this process of all of this turning on, I went to workshops, and I went to a workshop down in Sedona, and this woman came up to me and said, are you writing yet? And I'm like, huh? No, I don't write. And so I just ignored it because I'm thinking, okay, I have not a clue what you're talking about, but whatever. And so I um, ignored it. And then months later, I had a friend here locally who was doing a, a, a workshop. So I just went to support her. And again, this stranger walked up to me and said, they want you to know how much you're loved. Are you writing? And I said, well, thank they for the love. And no, I'm not, because I don't write. And that was the second time. So months later, I'm now being introduced to someone. So I'm like, okay, I'll call him. And I call this guy, and of course, he happens to channel who? Archangel Michael. And Michael comes right in and says, it's in your blueprint. You're supposed to write. I'm like, huh? Okay, what am I going to write? And he says, don't worry, you will know. And that's that was back then when all the experiences started happening. I'm like, gotcha, you want me to write about these experiences. And literally, 
my team gave me the name because, again, hearing an inside voice, hearing an outside voice, um, all sorts of things happening, and they said, you're not crazy. You're simply awakening. And this is the path to your sole purpose, joy, and abundant life. Well, I like the way you, that it was written because through your experiences, your personal experiences, you're also giving the reader lessons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really what it's about. You know, it's cool to have the experiences, and yes. And I share these experiences not to say, okay, if you're not having them exactly like me, then yours don't count. Nothing like that. Everyone's going to have their own experience based on who you are, based on what your sole purpose is, based on your state and stage of consciousness, all of that. So wherever you are, it's absolutely perfect, and whatever your experience looks like is beautiful and perfect, and I honor that. I'm just sharing what mine looked like, and as I was having these experiences, why I was having them, what they were teaching me, and then those pearls of how to have a lucid dream because, boy, were those prevalent, or how to ground yourself because, boy, when I was leaving my body in the beginning, it would take me who I mean, you know, I had friends, and, and they would say, Aviz, you're outside yourself, and I'm like, I just don't know how to get back in. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and literally they would help me. I would never forget this one time I have a friend, she owns a spiritual shop here in town, and I was just guided, get to her shop. And I got to her shop, and my friend um, was there, and she said, Whoa, you're so far outside yourself. I said, I know. And she's like, Don't worry. I'm, and I knew she would be there, and it wasn't her store, but I just knew she would be there, and that's who I needed to connect with to help me. And this was years ago. And she got me back in. And so it's important that we understand grounding. And, you know, so through my experiences, I'm like, well, this is how you better ground, and this is how you better protect yourself, and this is how you can do this, and this is how you can do that. So that's what I share, all of those pearls <laughs> whew, that I went through um, so that it makes that process that much easier for you. You know, we're supposed to evolve, right? And so it, generation to the next generation, isn't it about an improvement, an evolution? And so yes. if you can gain something from my experiences that mitigates through that universal law of wisdom, you don't have to experience it the way I did. Now, through the law of wisdom, you have an easier, more grace going through it. That's the purpose of the book. Dr. Vish, there a few years ago, <laughs> several as a matter of fact, um, I think, Paula, you were in the workshop, too, with, um, I, I can't remember her name right now, um, who taught us Just Touch. And um, our first entrance was to um, use our two fingers and um, to touch the solar plexus of the individual we were going to be working with. And when I did, I was literally electrocuted <laughs> on that solar plex part. And then yeah. we we turned around and she did it to me and I she was electrocuted for me. Yeah. No one else in that room had that experience. I thought that was really interesting. Well, even at that so, time your vibration was high enough to have that experience, right? Yes. Okay. But that was really, um, you know. And that's what it's like. Imagine feeling that all the time. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, uh, uh, wonderful experiences you know, that over the years, different people have different openings. And when you have that, it's, it's kind of interesting. There's a progression. 
if if people can just kind of view that progression, they kind of forget that you know it's an ongoing process here to awaken. It certainly and, uh, is. Yeah, yeah, it's just really wonderful. Well, you talk yeah. about how important the pituitary gland is in all of this. Well, is that not our antenna? You know, yes. and think about it, the pituitary, the pineal gland. The pineal gland is so important. You know, even on the Vatican, they have that pine cone on top of the staff, and you'll see pine cones in different symbolic, you know, pictures and things. That represents the pineal because your pineal is your antenna. So, you know, the hormones, the endocrine system, all of this has a part with your awakening. It's all linked into your DNA and to activations and to getting the light body. It's all interrelated. And so... It's so vitally important that we take care of the physical body, and that means making sure that your pineal gland is decalcified. By the time most people are 12, their pineal is a little hard nut because it's been calcified. And in that space, you're never going to be able to connect. All those people who are saying, I don't feel connected, decalcify your pineal whether it be a little lemon juice in a glass of water every day or, you know, taking supplements to help to calcify it. It's important that you do that. Avoid fluoride. Avoid chlorine. Make sure, you know, your skin is the largest organ. Make sure that you're putting only natural products on your skin. It's sucking in all of those chemicals. So we have to be good stewards of our body because that body is housing your spirit, is going to house your spirit. So take care of it. And meditating. You talk a lot about meditating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, the very first visit, right, from the being, she said, we are ready to teach you meditate. So I can't even say how important that one is because, um, yeah, they showed up to tell me to meditate. Uh, And so even if for you, you know, you you find it difficult to quiet your mind, focus on your breath. Breathing is so vitally important. So focus on your breath and listen to your breath and let that take you in. So if you can do that for 10 minutes one day or 10 minutes every day for a week, that's a wonderful place to begin. And before you know it, you'll be able to hold it for longer and longer. You know, a half-hour meditation, that's fine. 20 minutes, that's fine. Anything, because... It's just an important tool to reaching and connecting to your I am presence and to beyond, beyond. Also, your breath. Your breath's important because it helps to clear the electrical circuitry of your body. And so when I say your breath, I'm talking about pranic breathing. And it's a three-part breath where you, on the inhale, expand your stomach out and you fill, fill, fill. And on the exhale, everything gets sucked in. And so it's really understanding how to breathe properly. And so these are all these little tools and things that I teach in my work as well as are in the book. It's all important, all, you know, because the whole being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We... And and you talked about grounding. I was going to say, you're talking about grounding. I think it's very important to ground to be able to create abundance absolutely you know the reality of it is is this we are divine children right we are aspects of the one the one is in us and we are in the one and so the universe is ours and 
It is our birthright to live with ease, with joy, with peace, with abundance, with prosperity, with all those things our heart desires to bring us joy and peace. Everything's to bring us back into harmony. But when we are not in the flow, then we don't get those things that we desire. So we just have to be mindful of where our thoughts are leading us. And, you know, I always say positive thoughts lead to positive words, leading to positive emotions, a positive outcome. Negative thoughts lead to negative words, lead to negative emotions and a negative outcome. So you're only going to get what you are a match to. Just how does one take charge and bring this into their stride with all of the ups and downs that take place every day for people? Well, you know, wow. Number one, stop watching the news. Stop (laughs) feeding into the propaganda that the world is falling apart. You know, number one. Number two, just be thankful for where you are. Have gratitude in your heart. You're breathing. Wherever you are, whatever your status in life, none of those things matter. Those are all programs. Those are all ways to keep people separated, and none of it matters. None of it matters. And so begin to change your thought process. Stop living on auto. Get off of autopilot. Stop throughout the day. Pay attention to your emotion. If you're feeling good, joyful, blissed out, then you're probably having a really good thought that's going to lead to a positive outcome. If you're not having a good day, you're feeling, you know, sick, you're already manifesting this ease, your boss is yelling, you missed the bus, you're this, your coffee didn't help, you know when you're out of sorts, that's because you've been having negative thoughts. So cancel, cancel, cancel those thoughts and create a new intention. I now choose to have a smooth day at work. I now choose to finish my project on time with ease. I now choose to catch the bus on time and make it to my child's rehearsal on time. So begin to pay attention and set clear intentions as to everything you're doing, and then you are able to use that universal energy that we are to our benefit, right? If you have an old program of lack of fear of guilt, to reprogram, go read a new book, a book that tells you um, some new idea, and that new idea will help to get rid of the old idea. I think it's really important to really love yourself. Of course. Can you, you, because I think it's hard, if you don't, then Mm -hmm. you're always vacillating back and forth of all the do's and don'ts you think you should be doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, compassion. Compassion is such a big thing. We have to have it for ourselves, and we have to love ourselves right where we are. And, you know, wow, when you're in judgment of yourself or comparing yourself to others, then you really set up those blocks, those walls around not loving yourself. And so it's important that wherever you are, just love you. You're perfect. You're divine. And right now, you may be creating through default, but that's okay. Because in any moment, change your thinking and you can change your life. And to just be at ease with whatever that looks like for you. You know, when we're in fear, we're out of love because they are the direct opposites of each other. So the more you can love through a situation, the less fear will be around it. The more you can release fear around the situation, the more love you will have. Mm. Yeah. I always think of 
something comes across that's a little bit hard, I make it an, an adventure. Okay, how can mm-hmm. I play with this? Exactly. Rather than thinking and and you know why? Because realize, remember earlier when I said about the very first teacher that I would go and see a movie screen playing? Yeah. This is just one big movie, folks. You're the producer, the writer, the director, the actor. You just forgot that you wrote it. (laughs) And so just go with the flow. Go with it. Because how you perceive it is how it's going to play out. So as I, if I perceive it as rough and hard and it's such a big challenge and how am I going to get through it, well, then what are you feeding? You're feeding that. But if I see it as, wow, you know, this is just a movie. This is just one little thing, an experience that I chose to have because that experience is going to help me to expand and I'm here to expand and become a master. So how would a master handle it? This is how a master would handle it okay, as a detached observer, I see this is going on and I'm not going to attach to it. I know it's not my stuff and I'm learning from it and now I'm ready to let it go. So it's all about your perception of how you see yourself and how you see this particular event. You know, is it helping you to expand or are you choosing to allow it to bring you down and to beat you up? Yeah, detaching from it is important, I think. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the emotion doesn't get involved. Because then the emotion will lead to the result. So if you can detach from it and just be the observer and address it before you go into an emotion, then you are what? Controlling the outcome. And now what are you? A conscious creator. So yeah. perfect. At the present time, what are you... Um, receiving as far as what all of us can do for our planet Hmm. in order to bring love to it. Well, you just said the magic word, love. Mm -hmm. So, again, if we stop falling prey, right, because we're like prey, stop falling prey, stop being lamb led to slaughter, Start to move into love. See through the eyes of love. Stop seeing people as your enemy. Every time you disconnect from love, you're feeding to the lack, the fear, the guilt. So connect to the love. Nothing is broken. Send out more love. To those you think who have illed you, send them even more love. Right? Pink light. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of pink light. I, yep. I, want to, I want to ask you, is there another book on the shelf soon oh. from you? Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Going back to I don't like to write. And I've had so many more experiences. Oh, my goodness. So many more. And, yes, I'm being guided that, yes, I have to write another book because it's all about now that I have my light body and I move through this process, what is it like living on this side, Right where you consciously are creating and you're consciously aware. Let me give you an example of the experiences. Last year I was guided to go to Mount Shasta, and it was just so crazy. So, yes, a book is in the coming. No date because I just have all of the experiences, and so, yes, I need to start to sit down and write them all out, and some I do. But, again, they're so vivid in my memory because I talk about them that it's like, could someone just record and then contact me and we could write? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you do have helpers on the other side, you know. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's like, but they don't write. <laughs> yeah, right. 
They well, don't maybe like, a microphone. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. I have. Do you do anything? Uh, do you do, uh, uh, workshops or anything in Las Vegas? So I actually don't. Not right now. So you know, everything is a process, and I actually on my website I'm creating this platform where I'm inviting people um, like yourselves. If you do workshops in your town and you'd like to have me come, I actually do a two-day workshop. It's all about awakening and we go through processes of rebirth and calibrations and clearings. And so I actually, in the beginning of the year, the new year, that's my goal, to have places invite me to come to do speaking engagements and to do workshops. And so here's the clarion call that's going out. So no, I don't have anything locally, but I'm wanting to go out and bring that to whomever, wherever. To different and it's already created. So yeah, I have the process. So yeah, I'm ready to to venture out and to do that. That's the next step of this evolution, to bring it out to the world. Well, it's really exciting that you have a written this book. It's like helping to cushion the pathways. And um, downsize the size of those road bumps. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're and you're bringing in your book a way to have a allow people to have their peak surprises, uh, looking out for them beforehand, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. they can be aware when they it really does take place. Uh, because it's exciting. Uh, it's knowing it truly that. is. Yeah, it is. You know, um, it's like a it's it's a it's a roadmap. It's like okay, when you begin this process, get off autopilot. You know, do this, change your thinking, start to eat more of this, start to you know, and it really is just to help. It's a guidepost to to really just help you have your own awakening experience. Everyone's journey will be different, but the outcome is the same, right? Yeah, everybody's journey is different, <laughs> but it's it's exciting because when you realize that, you know, it's like um, I remember one time I um, I had lost my my um, glasses five or six years my sunglasses, and then I went to the car one day and the sunglasses appeared on my hand as I was opening the car door, and I thought, you know what, spirit is really playing with me. And, and spirit will. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, let's take them to another dimension. Oh, speaking of that, that's so funny. That brings up these things. I'll never forget this one time. I was in my kitchen, and my kitchen, you know, I have all tile. And I dropped the lid to a spray bottle, and it went ting and disappeared in midair. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, yeah, what I've, I've done that, when I've, I've, I've done that a few times. Yeah, crazy. See, when I'm looking for something, strange, I will find definitely. Well, huh? when I'm looking for something, I end up finding something that I've been lost for a while. So spirit is kind of like traded things for me. Yeah, you know, and they like to have fun. See, and 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 I think the message here is. Hey guys, we don't have to take this all so seriously. We've all chosen to ascend. We've all chosen to awaken. And so, guess what? You've made the hard choice already. Well, not that it's a hard choice, but you've made the choice. Now, begin to enjoy the journey. And so, that's what these little signs of playfulness is all about. Have fun. Be childlike. Observe with innocence of babe. Absolutely. 
Well, if somebody wants to contact you, they can contact you through your website, right? Yes, and that's dradvige.com, and that's D-R-E-D-W-I-G-E.com. And we, your book is For Not Crazy, You're Awakening. You're Awakening. <laughs> Indeed you are. <laughs> well, it's really yeah. great that you make this so much fun for for people. And, you know, we want to thank you for all of the work that you've been sharing today, supporting our listeners so that they're able to get a glimpse of this beautiful path we are all on or, or heading toward and, and progressively because people need, I mean, it's such an upliftment and a positive way to acknowledge what happens in your, your life every day. And even, yeah. even you know, your your children and just having that camaraderie of love is just really a blessing. And uh, you have a you have a last message for our listeners before we leave. Well, you know that one thing that we talked about love that is so important that we just start to become detached observers and start to become more love, right? And to have compassion for yourself wherever you are in this moment. Listening to this, just say, "I am love," and it's okay. Um, it really is. And I don't think there's anything more important than understanding that, that you're not broke, that your stuff has just been there to help you to awaken. So embrace your stuff and awaken. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. It's just the hour went by so quickly. Yeah, we, those buttons are wonderful that we that, that we pushed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we get to more time, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm pushing the God button because That's we're lucky we had you with us. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. God bless. Thank you so much. God bless. Be well. Thank you. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. For me, life is all about the perks. That's why when I heard you get $300 credit for every line you switch to AT&T with a smartphone trade-in and purchase of any smartphone on AT&T Next, I thought, sign me up. I mean, $300 credit per line? Perk. Getting rid of my phone for a new one? Perk. Being able to post embarrassing photos of my coworkers from the break room? Double perk. Hey. Get all the perks when you switch to the network with the nation's strongest 4G LTE signal. AT&T, mobilizing your world. Come in now and get the all-new LG V10, designed to capture, edit, and quickly share high-quality video. Limited-time credit offer, select locations. Each $300 credit requires a port-in eligible purchase service and trade-in $100 bill credit within 90 days. $200 trade-in credit or promo card zero down requires well-qualified credit and installment agreement. Limited number qualified fees, other charges, and restrictions apply. Signal claim based only on national carriers. Average 4G LTE signal strength. See store for details.